Welcome to the People, Purpose, and Profits Business Coaching Podcast with Brian Buck and Kat Park. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the People, Purpose, and Profits Business Coaching Podcast. My name is Brian Buck, and my wonderful co-host is... Kat. And we are so excited today to welcome our guest, Rob DeHome. Uh, please introduce yourself and tell a little bit about your story, Rob. Yeah, uh, so uh, it's Rob Duhame. So oh, I know you. most people Most people get it wrong. It's all good. You're my um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, me and Kat go way back. Uh, core 100 days. So <laughs> I'm being authentically wrong here. So yeah, we're yeah, yeah, no worries, yeah. no worries. Uh, you got the first part right, Rob, completely spot on, perfect. Um, so uh, yeah, a little bit about myself. I am a coach, uh, much like you guys. Um, I've been in the coaching industry for like 10 years now. Uh, I've coached people through health and fitness uh, into life, lifestyle habits. Um, and uh, I, I, I take every opportunity to lighten the mood. Uh, and make a joke. So that that's pretty much me right now. Wonderful. So our show, we help uh, small businesses, solopreneurs, mm -hmm. coaches, consultants, and small to medium-sized businesses. So, and we focus on people, purpose, and profits. What mm -hmm. in those three, what does the balance of those three mean to you? Or when you think about your uh, current situation, is one of those three kind of like the main theme for you? Um, yeah, uh, so, well, first of all, uh, people, purpose, and profits, like all three of those things, I, I feel are more connected than people realize. Uh, I, I always tell people, like, your life is, is not so black and white. It's not so separated. Everything bleeds into each other. When we try to separate things, it's like putting water in shoe boxes, right? Eventually that shoe box is going to burst because it's made of cardboard and water's going to get everywhere. So when we try to separate, all it does is it creates uh, conflicts for ourselves. Um, I, I work with business owners uh, as well. And I know the number one problem that they, that I've seen is that people associate that uh, making profits uh, doesn't co-align with their purpose or it doesn't co-align with necessarily helping people. Uh, and I have to constantly remind them, well, when you have more profits, are you worried about yourself? Are you worried about your team? Are you worried about anything else? And they're like, no, no, I'm not worried. I'm like, okay, so you're in a state of not worrying. You're in a state of not stressing out. How much more now are you effective for your clients? How much now more can you give knowing that uh, you don't have to worry about your own financial state. Um, so, so I think it all kind of ties together personally. Um, but right now, uh, I, I think the number one thing, the number one thing I focus on is just purpose. Uh, I know that profits will come if I focus on purpose. I, mm -hmm. I, know that, I know that I'm gonna help people because people kind of are my purpose. <laughs> so. <laughs> I love I'm that. What, how would you define your purpose currently? And, and has it been the same purpose for 10 years? Because so many of these entrepreneurs we talk about, kind of like a refining, like 
the purpose mm-hmm. kind of starts here, but it, it narrows or sometimes changes a little bit, but even gets more laser focused. As, as yeah, yeah. I, 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 I believe that you can have multiple purposes. I mean, it's just like you have multiple roles in your life. You know, I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm a coach, I'm, I'm a brother, you know, I'm a son-in-law. Like I have multiple roles so, and all of those multiple roles, I, I need to fulfill certain responsibilities in those roles. Um, so I think that you can have multiple purposes, but if you're, if you're, if I'm just defining my purpose as far as like my business or my mission, um, I think it's just to help people see the potential inside of themselves and discover their own opportunities. Um, I think a lot of people are fearful. Uh, they think that they're not smart enough or they're not talented enough or, or, or what, what have you. So what I help people do is I help them actually see their own strength. I help them see their own potential uh, and just give them that outside perspective. That's wonderful. And you know what I want to ask you, because before we, we actually started recording the episode, we talked about your personality and being, you know, Mm -hmm. an uh, extrovert. And, Mm -hmm. you know, since um, how do you, use that right now especially with the times that we're going through do you find that you know you've found a happy medium to where your energy doesn't come across as too much for people because you are not able to to spend it and you know i'm just being real asking the real question here well it's like introverts introverts being cats and like extroverts being dogs it's like uh Mm -hmm. introverts are like it's okay i'll pet me when I want you to pet me. And then dogs are like, oh, pet me now, pet me now, rub my belly. You know, so <laughs> I, I totally get it. Um, you know, sometimes I, I feel, well, I, I've had to learn it over a lifetime, right? So um, I, I feel, I've been an extrovert most of my life. I, when I was younger, I was probably a little more introverted because I was shy. But once I realized that I like people and people seem to like me, like I just wanted to be around people all the time. Um, so I, what I, I, I try to be very, very mindful of the other person's uh, boundaries. I, I, I ask a lot of questions. I'm a really, really naturally curious person. Um, so I'm not afraid to ask questions. I'm not afraid to call myself out on things as well and say, hey, is this too much? Am I moving too fast? Am I talking too fast? Like, uh, and I really try to spend time reading and listening to the other person. Um, I'll read their body language. That's what I mean by that. I'll just kind of, if they seem really shut off, if they're closing themselves off, I know that I'm being too much of me, right? So I just need to, you know, hold it back a little bit. Um, And then really listening to their answers. When answers are short and they're very precise answers and there's not a lot of elaboration on it, uh, that, that typically shows like a sign of they're not either interested in the conversation or they're really hesitant to give me the real answer. So I, I spend a lot of time just trying to make the other person comfortable, not by changing who I am, but just by changing how I deliver myself or how I show up. So it's a people skill. Mm-hmm. It really is. It really is. And, uh, you know, I spent in, you know, 10 years in the business, I spent 10 years selling right? And like sales is a skill that you have to, mm-hmm. you have to um, really, really master if you want to be independent, mm-hmm. right? So you, you can not be good at sales and never develop that skill and work for somebody else for the rest of your life. And that's fine. 
And that's great if that's what you want. But if you really truly want to be independent, you got to learn the, the skill of sales. And I think in learning sales, you have to learn people because if you're just trying to learn techniques, people can read through that. I mean, I think people have, uh, excuse my language, a bullshit meter, right? And I think everyone does have that. Uh, and as soon as you start doing like, well, I'm going to mirror them and I'm going to match their tone and I'm going to do all of these sales techniques. I think people sense that. And I think that's why car salesmen have such a bad rep <laughs> you know, because yeah. you're just telling me what, uh, what I want to hear. But in all actuality, my business is about telling people what they don't want to hear, you know? So, it is. so it makes it, it makes it a little harder on my side. But I, I've had to learn people skills uh, throughout a lifetime, you know, and you can pull from past experiences, trust your gut, trust your instinct. Um, no matter what the sales pros say, I, I think that you have an intuitive sense on where you should go in a conversation and where you should stay away from and so on and so forth. Um, but it's, you got to learn to trust yourself in order to develop that skill with people. I love that. You know, one of the things that was a huge eureka moment for me was to recognize that sales questions are just coaching questions. Mm -hmm. And it totally shifted things for me. It wasn't, I'm trying to come up with a magic phrase that has you open your wallet. What mm -hmm. I'm really doing is, is helping understand what you need and then helping you see the opportunity, mm -hmm. you know, if we were going to continue, what this could mean for you. And all of a sudden it turns from, I'm trying to hook you to, hey, right. I, I'm serving you. I'm, I'm right. helping you because as a coach and you've experienced this, there's so many things that people want to do, but they pause themselves. Yes. And all we're doing is, is truly helping them make that choice to mm -hmm. say, I'm going to go forward because that baby step to say, I'm going to buy this begins that transformation. It's so huge. Yeah. So yeah, I, well, I completely agree what you're saying about the sales. The, and the number one hesitation people have is, is investing in themselves. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's, that's the, people will put a big screen on a credit card, but they won't get a coach. You know, mm -hmm. like it's, it's pretty crazy to me. Uh, you know, we'll spend, we'll spend 11 bucks a month for Netflix, but you won't buy a book a month. Like there's, there's a lot of a lot of hesitations that people have. And I think it's in, I think it's a societal thing that says, you know, like, well, you're supposed to go to school, uh, get a degree and then get a good job. And that's the track. That's the American dream. Because once you get a good job, what's going to happen is you're going to get a nice house. You could start a family. You could do all of these things. That's not the path for everybody. That's not the path for everybody. So, so we, we have to learn to invest in ourselves. We have to learn that the book is actually more important than Netflix. You know, like if you can't afford, if you can't afford a book, you should cancel your subscription to your streaming service and, <laughs> and start to get books. You know, education is so huge. Uh, but to, to kind of go back on the, on the sales uh, aspect of things, um, I want to I actually let everyone know this too. I was terrible at sales 10 years ago, right? I was terrible <laughs> at sales. And the, <laughs> and, and the reason why is because I was trying to be a salesman. 
And I learned that the more, the, the less of a salesman I am, the better at sales I get. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, I care about people. And that's something that no sales, sales book actually teaches you. Mm-hmm. Care about the person in front of you. Care enough to be honest. Care enough mm-hmm. to be transparent. Uh, and I think that's probably, Brian, Brian Cat. that's why you see success is because you care about that person. Helping that person make a decision to invest in themselves, it's, it's not just about your profit, Mm-mm. right? It's about the good of the person. And, and, and honestly, I've seen, I've seen very few people take free and actually change their lives. Oh, couldn't, couldn't agree more. And I wish people would actually get that through, through their head mm-hmm. as coaches because yep. they're, they're so, you know, they, they mean well. They want mm-hmm. people to transform, especially when you um, go through your own transformation and you see what it does for your own life. And you want to kind of sell that to people. You want them to understand, mm-hmm. but you don't want to put them through some type of a pain. And I think that's why a lot of coaches have that mental block around money. It's almost yeah. like, you know, if I was broke if or if I'm not where I want to be with my money, then that means that everybody's there and we're projecting certain things. So we right. don't want to inflict pain, but we do want to, you know, provide that transformation. Yeah. Yet we give it for free and then people are not really engaged. They don't show up. They don't mm-hmm. have a commitment. And there's like this whole deal that happens. But you know, it's funny because you guys were talking about sales and I'm thinking over here, well, women sell women on purses and shoes all day long or on baby stuff or on makeup. Yep. And you know, nobody has a problem with that. And you look at people spending $35, $50 on some, some type of makeup and it's not a big deal. But yet if you think that, oh, well, I, I can get coached for, you know, $100, $150. Like, it's too much. I can't afford that. And it's right. more about, I think it's more about where people know that they have to put in some effort or they have to look into something that they're avoiding and not as they're comfortable where they're at. They don't really want to go through, you know, looking back on some trauma or dealing or being mm-hmm. held accountable. You know, I think that's probably one of the biggest right. problems people have. They don't want to be held accountable because, you know, mm-hmm. we're kind of past that age where someone tells us what to do. And, uh, but true transformation becomes with becoming yeah and putting your money where your mouth is right right absolutely and and the avoidance of pain the avoidance of pain inevitably will lead towards a life not worth living <laughs> you know like and and let me let me be clear like if you constantly avoid no one take that as a sign from the universe that like i shouldn't be alive you know <laughs> like like what I, what I mean by that is that everything worth having in life, we should work for, we should struggle for, uh, because you appreciate it so much more. You appreciate it so much more. I know that, uh, and maybe you guys exp- share this experience with me, the very first coaching client that I signed up after getting multiple no's, the, the very first coach, I was so proud of myself and and there was so much and it wasn't it wasn't just that like oh i got them to pay me it was like all right someone believes i can help them Mm -hmm. like i've done my part in getting this person to believe that i can help them now my job is to help them (laughs) right like uh oh so yeah but if but if right off the bat i was just getting yes after yes after yes 
it, how quickly that can go to your ego, how quickly that can go to your pride, right? So uh, when you struggle for things, sometimes it makes it so much more fulfilling, so much more enjoyable. Uh, so avoiding the pain of actually doing the work, avoiding the pain of actually um, you know, uh, learning the skill or, or looking bad or whatever it is, um, I really think cheats you out of a really amazing experience down the road. I want to ask something because you brought up the ego and I've had a client. Yeah. I'm really, really curious to, to hear your um, advice on this. His mm -hmm. fear was that if he made a certain amount of money and reached some type of a, you know, some, some type of success, then he would become a coffee person and that was mm. against his values so mm -hmm. he actually held himself back because of that mm. how, how you know how has that showed up for you and what are some you know tips that you can give our audience on how to deal with that if that's maybe their fear um, I, I think that everyone has a certain level in which they feel comfortable and then they have that and once they pass that level it feels like excess to them right and um a lot of people we do this as just humans right we put a glass ceiling on ourselves we say that this is the absolute limit this is this is where i need to be this is this is where i'll be happy um the fear of money's going to change me i don't i think money is like steroids right and the reason the reason i say that is because when when someone takes steroids if they're a happy person, they become more happy. If they're an angry person, they become more angry. If they're a douche, they become a bigger douche, right? <laughs> like, that's just how, how steroids work, right? I think money amplifies the person. Agreed. If you are a good person, if you are generous, if you are kind, if you are loving, money gives you more opportunity to be those things. Okay. Absolutely. But if you're greedy, if you're materialistic, if you're egotistical, narcissistic, Money's just going to be the thing that amplifies those things, right? Money is not the root of all evil. Money is an amplification of what's already there. Absolutely. If, if your client is still afraid of making more money, what he could say to himself is, I will pay myself X number because I feel comfortable with X number and I'm going to give the rest to charity. So now I have opportunity to contribute. Mm -hmm. Right. If I'm all taken care of, if my family's all taken care of and I don't feel the need to have all this extra money, I'm going to put it into something that's going to give back. I'm going to put it into something that's going to be useful. Okay. Right. When we get fearful, uh, it, it's 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 really, really simple. He's just afraid of the unknown. Right. It's it's what happens if. Right. And, and it's also, you know, some type of an anxiety or a deeper mm -hmm. fear that or something, a trauma that maybe they haven't taken, taken a look at. That, that could be that could be the case as well. Or an example that was set in front of him, someone else that got money and became a different person. Maybe he lost a friend like like he doesn't have a friendship anymore because of money or something like that a lot of people have really terrible relationships with money just like they have terrible relationships with their bodily health right they have terrible relationships with their habits <laughs> no no cat stop it uh, <laughs> well it's 
again, we tend to separate all of these things and we, all of these areas of our life. And we think that like my business is my business and my relationships, my relationship and my health is my health and my life is my life. All of these things coincide with each other. All of these things influence, influence each other. Just like if you're disciplined in one area of your life, you can be disciplined in every area of your life. You just got to replicate the habit, right? Like I, I, I had a client one time and she, she, goes, she goes, Rob, I'm just, I'm just not disciplined enough. And I'm like, that's bullshit. Of course you, of course you're disciplined enough. She goes, but why am I not getting results? I'm like, because you're not doing it repeatedly. You're not doing repetition. That's the problem. She goes, Rob, it's not that simple. I'm like, it is that simple. Do you brush your teeth every day? Right. And she goes, yeah, I brush my teeth twice a day. And I'm like, why? And she goes, because I have to. And I was just like, that's the difference. This other thing you're thinking about, you don't think you have to do it. Right. When it becomes a necessity, when it becomes a, I must, when it becomes, I have to, then you'll freaking do it. Right. And understanding right. why, right. Cause you mm -hmm. know that if you don't brush your teeth, you're going to have, you know, bad breath, you're yeah. going to have bad teeth. You, you know, yeah. you're not going to be able to eat. You're going to, th there's all these consequences. And with other things, it just seems that maybe they're not affecting your life as much or mm -hmm. as bad or as not, you know, it's, it's okay. I can get away with it. And then that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes, absolutely. And, and maybe that's what your client's experiencing is, is just all of these thoughts that are coinciding in this resonating belief that he becomes a different person. If he, if he gains that amount of wealth. Mm -hmm. I think one other thing too, I never realized until the last couple of years that money mindset is its own deal. You know, like I've mm -hmm. always thought, you know, I've got a positive mindset, but really unpacking what we think about money and like you were saying, what are the examples we've seen? And, uh, you know, when I realized that money is neither good or bad, it's just energy. And then I even thought energy, there's currents is energy and then currency, like even the name <laughs> currency is energy, which I think was so fascinating. But I also think a little bit on, you know, I'm, I'm kind of hearing what you're talking about, Kat and, and Rob, and I just even thinking about so often, it's about what examples do we have in our life? Because I think there's a lot of people who aren't wanting to go through the pain of change and growth mm -hmm. because I don't think they've ever thought about it. They don't really know what's possible. You know, they, yeah. they know I'm in the nice house with a nice family and a job that kind of sucks, but I'm okay with it without realizing there's other options. Yeah. It's uh, the lack of awareness is, is, is staggering. Right. So there, and, and I think, I think, one positive thing that's coming out of this whole situation that we're going through with COVID and stuff like that is this awareness of yourself, this awareness of my life, this awareness of my relationships. Um, hopefully people take it and then improve those things. Uh, but some people are inevitably going to completely forget you know, um, and I think, I think it is, uh, there's a part of it that's an avoidance, right? So 
Uh, I don't want to deal with that. I can't deal with that. Their life is already stressful enough. They're already going through a lot of things. Maybe you're going through a divorce. Maybe you have a child that's rebellious. Uh, maybe your business is falling apart, uh, you know, and the foundation's crumbling underneath of you. To deal with how I need to improve just seems monumental, you know? Uh, but I think that, that, again, that's a human trait, right? We tend to believe that problems are these mountains that we have to climb. When we, when we fail to realize that it's just that first simple step that we need to take that's going to lead us towards the path of achievement, right? It's just, you know, no one achieves something automatically. There's multiple steps we have to take in order to achieve something. So figuring out what's the next most logical, simplest thing I can do. And it's not always easy, right? Simple is not always easy. I always tell my clients that, like, we're going to take simple steps. That doesn't mean they're easy steps. It just means it's simple, right? Um, then you, then you really kind of lead yourself down to fulfilling your potential, to growing as a person, to contributing to your community, but it all starts with that first simple step, you know? And, uh, I think, uh, a, a big issue again, and Kat brought this up is that the unwillingness to invest in themselves and to get, to get a coach. You know, a lot of people think hiring a coach is like hiring a dictator, like they're going to tell you exactly what you need to be doing. When in, when in, in all actuality, hiring a coach is like hiring a best friend who's going to ask you honest questions. And a detective, right? Right, a detective, right? <laughs> That's, right? I like that. Um, you know, we're going, to, we're going to ask you questions and we're going to hold you accountable to your answers, right? It's, it's a very, very simple process. But no Olympian got there without a coach. No championship sports team got there without a coach. And I think people, people need coaches now more than ever, right? We, we have billions of people and we don't have enough coaches. We need, we need amazing, amazing coaches, right? Like yourselves. And like yourself too. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. I didn't want to be egotistical. I didn't want to rub right. myself in there. <laughs> I, 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 for, I totally believe in that. And I just trying to think, you know, how do we normalize that? You know, because only 10% of people actually finish a book or finish a program. Mm -hmm. You know, I have no idea out of the population how many people have actually had a non-sports coach to help them in their business and life. That would be mm -hmm. interesting, you know, but it, it obviously as coaches, we firmly believe it, but our clients are showing that they get uh, results. They're like, how do we normalize that? Yeah. Well, it's a part of it's going to be time. Um, there was a time in which having a psychiatrist was like taboo, mm -hmm. you know, and now we're realizing that having someone supporting your mental health and emotional health, is severely important to the quality of your life. You know, some people's lives are completely saved by having someone, you know, guide them through their emotions, guide them through their, their thoughts. Um, I think part of it's time. It's going to take time. But I, but I also think that, that it's 
part of it is it being an example. You know, it's going to take amazing coaches to set the example for other amazing coaches to rise up. Um, I think a problem we have is that when, when you're starting out, when you're starting out as a coach, every coach I've ever met knows who Tony Robbins is. Right. And I who's think that? the problem, who, yeah. who, who's Tony yeah. Robbins? <laughs> if you know Kat, you know, Tony Robbins, yeah. Brian. <laughs> oh, he got you. There. But I, yeah. But I think, I think the, the problem that we have is we go, we go into the coaching industry and then we look at the giants of the industry. We look at someone like Tony Robbins and we go, well, I can't be that. Right. Or we, or worse, we try to be that, which was my mistakes in my first couple of years of coaching. I, I need to be Tony Robbins. So that means that I need to have all of these skills and knowledge and, and, and education and all of this stuff. I need, to, I need to compile all of this stuff and I need to be a one-stop solution for everything, right? But I think what that does is it, it creates this unrealistic expectation for your starting point. You know, maybe your starting point is specifically helping with one specific problem that you've mastered yourself. And you know? I encourage people to start there, you know, right. so, I'm so glad you, you brought that up because it's, it's huge. It's the number one mm -hmm. thing that stops coaches, at least in my experience, you know, trying yeah. to be like a, a, a big person. Right. Well, and part, part of being a coach is I wisdom. I know I'll fix it. Well, <laughs> you turned we'll fix it at 10. You start at 10, right? Yeah. Okay. I will do it at 10. It starts at 10. Is it 10 now? Oh, it's almost 10. We're going to have to edit this. Hold on. No worries. See, this, this is actually perfect because this is real life, right? I actually hope that Brian doesn't edit this. Because Maybe this I will. Is real we'll keep life. it in there. Yeah. Everybody's experienced this. If you have a business, if you work from home, you've experienced that right there. Right, yeah. just like Kat brought up the other day. We left hours, right, Rob? We left hours like that, and I loved having your kid on there because yeah. it's true. And especially during COVID, you know, the, these things mm -hmm. will happen. It's happened to me, and I think the more we stop trying to edit life out, mm -hmm. the yeah. more the the better we can connect with people. Just like I was saying, this, this is shoe boxes filled with water. That's what this is, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and also is. a good technical note, if you pause the video, also mute yourself. So we'll, we'll learn from there. <laughs> so. Don't worry about the video. Double technology. The audio. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So what's, what's next for you? Uh, you know, like, is there something that uh, our audience could be able to connect with you and uh, and where can they find um, you? And is there something so, new that you coming out that you want to share? I, I've I've spent I've spent a lot of my coaching career experimenting with what works best. What do I need to do? Group programs, seminars, workshops, uh, coaching packages. I've done all of that stuff, and I've come down to very very simply. I give a ton of free resources. I'm putting more and more on my website. Um, so if someone wants to take free and run with it, they can go to my website and they can get it, you know? So I have two, two of my, uh, my fitness programs I developed, you know, a couple of, a year ago, two years ago, 
Um, they're on my website for completely free. You can go and get it. You don't even have to enter an email for it. Like just go grab your, grab your workouts pretty much. Um, and then as far as like, I have a, a course on there, you have to enter your email for the course because there's a certain accountability uh, component of it. Um, but there's a course on there that's seven videos and it's a seven video, uh, uh, series on just a self identity and discovering your own power, right? It's, it's the power of you. That's what I called it. Um, but I'm, I'm working on putting more resources on there and I've really scaled back to only doing private coaching, right? So right now I'm not doing anything in, in groups. I'm not doing workshops or seminars or anything like that. I'm kind of just doing this. Uh, people invite me to do a, a portion of their workshop or seminar and I hop in there and I do my little portion and then I get out. Um, but that's, that's pretty much what I'm working on now. I've learned that that my my business is much more in person and personal uh and uh and and it's less less and less digital um so i've learned a lot of skills as far as the digital so that i can help people with that um but ultimately i have signed no coaching clients because of a perfect instagram post right so <laughs> Um, it all comes down to conversation. It all comes down to what they need personally and individually. Um, so I, I really don't do a, um, generalized programs anymore or anything like that. Uh, that's what all my free resources are for if they want to do that. So. Awesome. And what's your website? Yeah. Rob Uh, D-U-H-A-I-M-E.com. RobDuhame.com. Yeah. And we'll have that at the bottom of this video as well. All right. Well, awesome. thank you so much for your time. It was so cool just to talk to a, a fellow coach and, you know, someone who's been doing this for so long that truly has a heart to serve and, and really help people make those steps into being who they're, who, what they're actually, their yeah. full potential, because uh, people are unlimited potential, and it's so cool that you help them with that. Absolutely, man. I, I truly, truly believe that, that people can be so much more than what they're currently living, what they're currently displaying, uh, and people don't understand that. Look, I come from a background where I felt worthless, you know, like I grew up in a poor family, um, all sorts of different abuse in my family. Uh, I say this a lot, like if you've ever seen an episode of Cops, my family's in the backseat. Like that's the family I grew up in, right? Uh, and to go from that to having a family of my own and loving it and being the dad that I didn't have, uh, that my father couldn't be for me, and being the husband that my father wasn't for my mother, um, it's, it's pretty amazing how much a human being can do. And I'm not done. I, I have so much more growing to do. I have so much more to accomplish. I have so many more people to help. So I truly believe that no matter where you're at, no matter what your circumstance, no matter what your situation, no matter what resources you may or may not have, life can be so much better if you commit to making it better.
You're a prime so. example of the choice and what is possible. So thank you for sharing that. that that's such a great way to, to end this episode. Yes. Thank you, everybody. Make sure you check out our audio podcast. Subscribe to this YouTube channel if you're watching this visually. Uh, and we have a Facebook group. So, yeah, I don't know where it goes. It's usually on the bottom, so we'll point <laughs> down. Subscribe. Uh, and uh, we have a Facebook group where you can interact with Kat and I and other listeners. I just posted our recent episode. Say, let's do an episode discussion. Let's talk about it because, you know, you're going to learn a lot by listening, but when you start to apply some of the stuff or start to think about what this means to you, it's going to take it to another level. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kat. And we will see you at our next show.